Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And I make sure that I'm always, you know, typically hanging around people that are pretty driven, you know, healthy, um, you know, like to enjoy life. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. In this episode, we're speaking with international property investor, Sam O'Connor. After having lived and invested in New Zealand for most of his life, O'Connor is expanding his multi-million dollar portfolio over here in Australia. Tune in to hear about his strategies, how he sources his mentors and the best advice he can give to others on his journey. Connor discusses how he was motivated to grow his portfolio and implement his equity building strategies. As you know, the first property is typically always the hardest, and then it slightly gets easier and easier as time goes on. Um, you know, one of the biggest hurdles of the last couple of years has always been finance. So um, it, ha- it has grown on itself. I've certainly become a lot more ambitious, um, mainly because I, I now know what's, what's possible. Uh, and um, the more I've done research and, and looked at other people, um, you know, when, you know, maybe five or six years ago, I would have thought a hundred properties was a lot. Uh, now, you know, now you read about people, um, the, the founder of Meriton, who, who holds around five five thousand properties. Um, you know, you've got Nathan Birch, uh, who has about two hundred or two hundred fifty properties, and he's only about thirty two years old. So, um, it's the sort of the goals have sort of risen as I as I've known. You know what's possible, uh, and I certainly think you know reading biographies and um, reading stories of other successful uh, investors and business people can certainly make you more driven or or make you know that you know you, you can really think quite big, um, and that's something that um, you know we've we've really started to do uh, in the last few years, and that certainly helped grow the portfolio. O'Connor bought his first property entirely in his own name in Sydney just recently. A two-bedroom apartment, uh, 13, about 13k from the CBD, in, in a suburb called Bexley. Um, so it had two garages, two two bedrooms, one bathroom, um, and the market is obviously a bit softer in Sydney. So um, you know there there is a lot more availability. Um, you know we we saw this property. It looks it, it ticked all the boxes. Uh, in terms of you know um, distance to the CBD, um, transport, school, schooling, and, and also the property itself. It was you know in, in a block of about 30 units. Um, the property was about 50 to 60 years old, so it was proven that you know it wasn't cracking or leaking. Uh, and we got that for uh, 499,000. Um, and uh, that that was purchased in my own personal name, and and the reason for that is, um, you know, the, the Australian banks and New Zealand banks don't actually allow you to um, use equity in 
um, each other's countries are uh, relatively easy. There are some second-tier finance companies, I believe, that, that may do so, but the main banks don't. Um, and, and that's why um, I've had to purchase that in my own personal name rather than through the trust. He plans to spend more time to invest and grow his portfolio here in Australia. I'm spending time now um, uh, and now that I've purchased this one, I'm going to spend a lot more time in Australia to, to grow the portfolio in, in Australia. So it's only one in Australia. We've got about 46 in New Zealand. Uh, but I still spend a lot of time. You know, the good thing with, um, you know, having a bit of a team is, is you know, uh, is working from online. So as long as I've sort of got an internet connection, uh, I, I can basically work from, from anywhere. The lending issues across Australia and New Zealand can cause him a bit of a problem. One of the biggest issues with the banks is, is in the moment uh, in Australia, of course, is that they are wanting, um, you know, regular income in New Zealand. Uh, sorry, at regular income in Australia. So it, it's building, it's building that, um, you know, that banking history in Australia because uh, New Zealand, um, because they don't have any control over, um, you know, any legal control over anything in New Zealand. It's hard for them to. Um, you know, be as happy to lend uh, as as they are. So I'm just taking things as they come. I mean, I've had the Royal Commission just come out uh, a couple of days ago. Um, so it's just seeing what, what the financing landscape um, happens in the next few months. O'Connor is enjoying that his investment journey can take him anywhere. I'm a fan of travel. I, I'm planning to go to Europe uh, in June for, for some time, and and um, so yeah, like like I said, I'm I'm not fixed to an address. Um, I I do I do love Sydney, but um, you know one one of the joys of property investment is is that it does allow you, um, you know, if you've got passive income, to to be able to travel and and move around and not be locked into one place. Um, certainly for myself, it, it's easier because I don't I don't have children or, or any massive commitments in that sense. And you know that's one of the big reasons why I, I you know a lot of my friends that I talk to is um, you know why I push them towards property investment because um, you know in the medium to long run, it, it, if you invest wisely, it will generate a passive income where you know you have you have freedom of choice of you know where you live and and what you do. O'Connor shares with us the details of his current investment portfolio. Portfolio New Zealand, um, which is a family trust, uh, so it's myself, myself, and the family that are involved. You know, it, it's grown now to around about 10 million in value. Um, it can be very hard to decide because the markets do go up and down. Uh, but so it's sitting around the 10, uh, 10 million dollar mark. Um, about 46 properties in total, generating around um, around 400,000 a year in in gross income. Despite the gross income, the net income can fluctuate due to reinvestment. The great thing about um, when you get to that size portfolio is when you know when you do a ten dollar rent increase um, per year, which doesn't sound much, all of a sudden it's the twenty thousand dollars a pop, you know. Um, so if you can do two or three of those a year, then it, it certainly helps, uh, you know, really supercharge your your income. So the total portfolio is probably around the ten million dollar mark. I mean, it's hard to be certain because. Um, that the markets, you know, it, it does change unless you're getting valuations every six months or a year, and uh, you can be slightly off. But that's that's probably where it sits. Um, you know, in, ter- in, term- in terms of total cash flow, it'd be bringing in around about four hundred thousand a year, um, and, and gross income. And I mean, in terms of the net income, that that varies a lot. I mean, and the reason for that is because um, we, you know we we reinvest a lot of the profits back in uh, to to the trust. 
um, whether that's, you know, creating more bedrooms, might be um, subdividing off a section, or a bit of land that's not required. Um, you know, just, just last year, we decided to do um, a whole lot of new roofs, even though they didn't necessarily had to be done. You know, they probably could, some of them could have got another five years out of them. We just decided to do a whole lot of them um, for peace of mind for, you know, the next 50 to 100 years. We know that we're not going to have to touch them again. He describes the difference between the markets in New Zealand versus Australia. It's certainly caught up to Australia. Um, and, you know, so there, there is a lot of homes with 600 to a million. Um, what we've found is, is to get the yield, um, to make them sort of basically the cash flow positive is to have to buy blocks of units and, um, and hence why the value of the unit is only, yeah, like you stated, probably two to four hundred thousand a unit. Um, and, you know, for, for, for investors in Australia that are looking at New Zealand, um, it, it, it's certainly, uh, not as good as it used to be. There is, there is still some good buying opportunities there. Um, but unless unless you're buying blocks of units or you're creating bedrooms to existing um, you know single dwelling properties, it is very very hard to get cash flow unless you are willing to take that risk of of investing outside of the main cities. Another difference between Australia and New Zealand investment is the required deposit size. There's a lot more management, then you've got a lot more repairs. Um, certainly, the market between New Zealand and Australia is is. They are, in terms of the actual investment cycles and um, the operations and, and the legislation, the laws and property management um, and how the banks works, very, very similar. Um, Australia is very lucky where, uh, as an investor or home buyer, you only need, um, you know, in, in New Zealand, you need, by, by law, you need a 40% deposit. So if you're an investor, you buy law, the government's made a law, you need a 40% deposit. Well, in Australia, you know, you might get away with 10 or 20 or maybe 30%. Um, so certainly um, to purchase a property in Australia compared to New Zealand is, is a lot easier due to the needing a lower deposit. And the other big plus, of course, is that interest rates in Australia are a lot lower. Um, so, I mean, obviously interest rates are not going to stay low forever, um, but that certainly helps in, in you know, being able to finance um, loans and mortgages. So, um, you know, it, I was quite baffled um, when I first came to Australia, and I heard you could buy a property on a on a ten percent deposit. And um, you know, you don't. I don't think you have to be an extremely high income earner um, to be able to save. You know, I I, we, I got that one in Sydney last week for four ninety nine. Um, so if you're able to save ten cent fifty thousand, I don't think. Um, you know, I, I think your average your average um, your your average worker, if 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 there's if, you know if they're saving well and um, you know, not buying new cars and eating out all the time and uh, and that type of thing, you know, to save 50000 I think, is, is achievable. Jumping more into O'Connor's mindset, he shares why he believes in property investment. One of my biggest um, why I believe in property investment, uh, as, as, you know, as an investment vehicle is, is leverage. So, you know, you are quite often uh, using the bank's money. And, um, you know, I, I read these stories in the media where they say, oh, shares are up 20% for the year and property is only up 10%. But if you actually look at the amount of capital you put into property um, and your return on capital, quite often uh, that return is a lot higher. And, you know, you know, if you want to invest in shares and, and, different, um, and different investments, you quite often have to use your own money. With property, you can leverage and it just supercharges your, your wealth in the, in the medium to long term. And, and and the other thing is, I think you know, with 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 property, is it it doesn't go up and down overnight. 
Um, I think for peace of mind for a lot of people is, you know, if you're buying a, a two-bedroom uh, apartment, you know, 15K from, um, you know, Melbourne or Sydney, um, then, I, I, you know, I think I think most people know deep down in the medium to long term that it is going to be a good investment. Yeah, and, and for some some periods it is going to drop drop in price, but, you know, it's only a loss if you sell. So I think in the medium to long term, it's it's almost guaranteed guaranteed you know to increase in value um, if if you remain patient. With this in mind, he believes falling house prices shouldn't be so scary to past purchases. I always say, look, property property prices, and you know they do fall. And one worry for people is you know property prices fall, I'm going to make a loss. But um, you know as long as as long what I've what I've you know worked out is as long as you keep paying your mortgage on time, the banks um, you know they if your property's worth less than than then you've paid for it. Um, well, first of all, it's, it's, it can be very hard to prove, but uh, even if it was to be proven, as long as you keep paying your mortgage, usually the banks are reasonably happy to see that through. And um, it's you know, and uh, and and property properties do go in cycles, and it's just it's you know the the times when the market's quiet, um, when when you know when naturally people are scared, is a great time to be to be buying. In fact, it's a great opportunity for many to purchase property. I think you know the the, um, the the supply on the market of property and and a lot of the main cities in Australia is you know some of the highest it's been in, in years. Um, there's not as many people looking to buy. Um, you know you've got if you're a first home buyer then you know you got your, your first home buyer stamp duty uh, exemptions. So to get into the market right now and of course interest rates are still very low. Um, you know personally I I think it, it's a great time. And but you just um, need to be patient. Where yeah, you might not see any growth anywhere from one to seven years. You know, it might it, it may for the next seven to ten years may not increase in value um, at all. And and it, you know, it's very hard to determine um, what what the value will be. But uh, I think if you're in, in the long term game, um, you'll you'll certainly do well. In a similar vein, O'Connor recognises how high prices can affect a purchaser. I think knowledge is is always the big one. Um, I think a lot of people think that to, you know, to buy to buy an investment property or or your own property, um, is, is a massive massive commitment, and it is a commitment. I mean, you're you are in a legal contract with with a lender, um, but what you need to remember is, you know, um, you know, the most co- very common now is is where you know you you rent you rent in a suburb you want to live, uh, and but you buy an investment property, um. That just purely for investment purposes. So um, some people think, oh, I'm never going to be able to buy because I can't afford, you know, a, a million dollar, a million dollar property because in the suburbs they want to live. That's what it costs. Well, um, you know, I, I've always all the thought, well, look, you can still rent um, and and buy an investment property, you know, in an area that you don't want to live, but that still shows good um, long term growth. In fact, renting in a desired suburb could be a better move strategically, as it is cheaper than paying a mortgage in your area. Quite often, you know, a lot of the desirable suburbs. So I'm living out in, in Bondi Beach, Sydney, which is, is considered, you know, quite an expensive area. Um, and and the issue is, is if, you know, if, if you know if you do buy your own property here, but you decide to leave and to rent it out, you know, it's it's very very unlikely um, that the rent you will receive will be able to pay for the the mortgage. So, um, you know, I think it's becoming more and more popular for for savvy uh, investors to realise that. You can still live in a very nice area, a very nice home, um, but you don't necessarily have to own it. Coming up after the break, learn about mentors O'Connor reached out to. And I'd look up every single person that was on the rich list due to property. 
you know, Google their name, look up, you know, interviews they've done and, and, and their background. Some of the best advice he's ever received? I think um, number one is, is being ethical and um, honest. Um, you know, the world's a very small place now. Some of his predictions for the future of investment? I think there could be some potential where, you know, there's there may be a lot of office conversions into, into residential apartments or, or accommodation living. All that and much more after the break. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Connor shares some of the mentors he used to gain insight into successful investment, mainly looking towards other people who have succeeded before him. Well, I think um, you know a, a lot of a lot of the property uh, investment magazines. I mean, for for one hundred and twenty dollars a year subscription or whatever it costs, I think you only have to learn one or two things from that, and you, you've easily got your money back. So surprisingly, um, a lot of the property investment magazines. Um, and um, you know, if, if you know what I used to do every year, I don't do it so much now, but every year I used to get the the, the rich list and I'd go through there and I'd look up every single person that was on the rich list due to property, you know, Google their name, look up, you know, interviews they've done and, and, and their background. And, um, and, and a lot of them had very similar um, strategies, um, you know, which is, you know, buy and hold rather than just buy and then quickly flip. It was buy and hold, you know, generate, generate equity through renovations, refurbishments or, or property that had a twist um, and, and having a good team. So whether it's solicitor, property manager, an accountant, and that type of thing. And um, so, uh, you know, I don't think you a person that wants to become an investor has to go on blind. They can look at other successful investors, see what their strategies are. There might be some things they don't agree with um, for, for whatever reason, but you, you will find a lot of successful investors do have very similar um, goals and, and ways they've managed to achieve financial freedom. O'Connor would often even reach out to these individuals and take them out for coffee. There has been two, and um, there was. I, I find, you know, typically the the, the younger people, um, probably because they can relate to you more. Um, but yeah, I've, I've met with two people off off the rich list in property, and um, it was more just a. I mean, it ended up being more motivational than anything. I didn't actually particularly learn, you know, any legal aspects or anything like that. But um, it was motivational, and I certainly believe in you know if you surround yourself with. Um, you know, driven people that 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 rubs off on you, and um, it's certainly something that I make sure that I'm always, you know, typically hanging around people that are, are pretty driven, you know, healthy, um, you know, like to enjoy life. Reaching out wasn't as difficult as one might think. The other thing is, is, is quite often people are are willing to, um, you know, help out or give some some snippets of advice, and um, you know, it's not like um, you have to go out there and 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 try find these. Investors at you know these successful business people at their homes quite often they're on, they're on LinkedIn, um, they might have a company website. Um, you can you can email them, and um, you know I'll, I've found when when I am you know if it's something quite specialist, you know it might be something like a um, you know a, an engineering thing. It might be a, a new financial product that's in the market. Is you know is is just doing a blind email um, to to an, an expert in that field and 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 seeing if they're willing to give a bit of advice. And, and a lot of a lot of the time they are. Okana shares some specific resources that he used to educate himself on his property journey. Obviously, your own podcast of 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 
been listening to a majority of those that have come on, and um, there's certainly been some good good info, information in there. I think um, you know a lot of the mainstream news media. I think it doesn't really go into much detail, um, but look. If, if you know, um, you know, I'm I'm a little bit more academic, so I'll actually read through legislation that's passed through Parliament that's very specific to real estate and property and property management, um, and you know that's not for everyone. Um, so uh, I'm not saying you know you should force yourself to read you know an hour's legislation every day in terms of new 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 tech tax cases that have happened and um, new tax structures that have been found to be either good or bad by determined by the courts. Um, but um, I think it's I think it's very good to to read some of the you know maybe maybe the top ten books in the library which I certainly did um, you know maybe a property management book uh, maybe about accounting um, certainly some 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 legal aspects in terms of ownership structures but also some motivational books I found um, Richard Richard Branson's autobiography um, quite interesting um, you know and that was you know he, he quite often used a lot of people's other uh, money to create um, value and assets, you know, and um, hiring the right people um, was was certainly something I learned from that. So, um, you know, it, it's good to know a little bit about everything, but I don't think um, you know you, you need to quit your job um, to, to to really study it because um, as long as you've got a generic um, overview and understanding of what's going on, you can always pay the experts to you know look through the sale and purchase agreement. Um, you know, do your do your your tax returns for you. Here's some of the best advice Sam O'Connor has ever received. Probably two parts. I think um, number one is is being ethical and um, honest. Um, you know, the world's a very small place now, um, and I think in in the long run, being ethical and honest is always gonna. You know, I don't think it's gonna be any any negatives from that um i think the second one is, is just reevaluating what your goals are what you're wanting to achieve um you know obviously I, I, i'm a big promoter of of um you know creating wealth and um freedom of time so you can you know generate passive income so you can do what you want but in saying that you know i've i've got i've got um friends or people that i've met over in places like bali for example where you know, they, they just love surfing or, or art and they spend their days going surfing every day and they live on $20 a day, but they're, they're, they're extremely happy and they'll be able to do that forever probably. Um, so I think it's, I think it's important to, to do what you're passionate about um, and, uh, you know, and whatever that may be. But I, I certainly think property investment, because it doesn't take up a lot of time, uh, if you outsource um, a lot of the work to property managers, for example, then um, you can still do what you're passionate about, but also create wealth and, and, and passive income. Yeah, so true. I mean, like that's the thing. They can surf and and you know have their property portfolio pay for their lifestyle as well. Absolutely, yeah. And if they get a few properties, they can probably fly around to different countries around the world and check out different surfs. He shares the personal habits he believes contribute to his success. I suppose it's you know it's keeping healthy. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty hard to keep driven and um, excited about life if you're not healthy. So certainly keeping fit and eating well. Um, I think uh, you know if, if 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 you're able to research and and you've got a, a real um, interest in learning, um, I've, I've certainly found that's helped me because um, without seeking more knowledge and learning, uh, it can be very hard to move forward. If Sam O'Connor could meet himself 10 years ago, he'd have this to say. I probably would have said um, possibly take more risk. 
um, I, I think there's a you know um, I certainly held off a little bit uh, in my earlier days um, in terms of investment. Um, the, the trust the trust um, has always been relatively conservative, um, but I think um, you know tr- trying to say oh the market's going to drop for the next three months let's hold off and then you've missed an absolutely killer deal because it's sold and then the market hasn't dropped. So I think um, not not being so risk adverse. Um, I certainly think, um, you know, get, getting that, that guidance from solicitors um, uh, well before you begin. So it's a lot easier um, to, you know, have the right ownership structures from the place, from the start, rather than, you know, buying a property in your personal name and then having to transfer it to a trust in three years' time because then it's, it's technically deemed a sale and there's capital duty gain and all sorts of different things. Um, and I... I suppose just um, you know remembering to to enjoy the moment as well. So um, you know not not working yourself to death, and um, and learning you know there is there is more to life than just um, business and uh, working. In the next five years, O'Connor is looking forward to seeing how changing technologies will open up new opportunities in real estate and investment. Surprisingly, um, even though I talk about risk, I am quite risk averse. So, um, you know, invest, investments for us is, you know, um, properties in good locations that have proven long-term growth with good um, uh, demographics in that area. So, but I, I certainly see, um, uh, I, I certainly see potentially the desire for people that, you know, that, wor- that are working in offices now with technology the way it's going, that a lot more people might be able to work from home or work through virtual reality or 3D or whatever it may be. Um, so I think there could be some potential where, you know, there's there may be a lot of office conversions into, into residential apartments or, or accommodation living. Um, the other one I see is also uh, boarding houses and shared accommodation. Um, I think I think you know um, you know a, a lot more people, especially especially foreigners, um, aren't against the idea of you know having their own um, studio room, but with a shared kitchen and shared bathroom, which might be shared between ten ten units um, or ten studios, for example. And um, so I think I think there's going to be a lot more yeah of of that type of um, development and uh, investment. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's always the unknowns, which is, which is the legislation, um, you know, uh, New Zealand, for example, they just banned, um, foreign buyers last year from buying property. So, um, there's, there's unforeseen, um, changes that I don't know about, but, um, you know, I'm reasonably happy with, you know, what's been proven over the last couple hundred years. Uh, and that's, and that's buying in good locations, um, with, with, with you know good demographics and good proven long-term growth um that's that's sort of what i'm focused on and i think it is important to see what what the trends are but um you know if i think if you if you start spending too much time thinking about what's going to be in the next hot thing um you know it's quite often unproven and it may it may do really well but it's unproven uh and it, it may hurt you in the long run and i think you know the prime example is people you know the hot thing a few years ago was was mining you know and and um investing in mining towns and um 
you know, people go, oh, we're always going to need steel and this and that. And, um, you know, the, the interesting thing with a lot of the mining towns is quite often they've still got record output of, of production. It's just um, the infrastructure is in place now, so they don't need all the people, employ all the people to live in the area. So um, I think if you, yeah, if you, it's good to see what set the trends are, but maybe don't, don't put all your emphasis on what's the next big thing. O'Connor Billy's luck, skill and education helped him in his success. I think um, luck, um, you know, if, if, if you live in Australia and New Zealand, luck always played a part because you're born into a country where, um, you know, we'll, um, you know you're, you're living a reasonably good quality of life. I mean, uh, it, it's quite easy to get access to schooling, um, you know, healthcare and the like. So certainly where, where you're born, I think, certainly luck. Um, in terms of my, my interest in, in property investment, um, it's a bit of both. Um, you know, I, I have I have studied it a lot and, you know, done university degrees and, and, and the likes. But in saying that, you know, what I studied for four years, realistically, if I probably sat down for three months or two months and read a whole lot of books and podcasts and different things, I would have picked it up in that amount of time. So certainly um, uh, there's been a little bit of academic, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not good with numbers, for example. I'm not good with doing tax returns. So, um uh, I'm not very schooled in that regard, but I'm I'm, I'm quite good um, in regards to, you know, looking looking at areas which I know are going to be desirable. Walking through properties, see what can be um, uh, generated and, and you know value can be generated to that property through innovation. Um, and look, I think at the end of the day, there there always is some luck. I mean, there's people that brought maybe five or six years ago and they've seen their property go up fifty to one hundred percent, and uh, it didn't really matter where you brought. Uh, around say Sydney or Melbourne five years ago, it's, it's certainly increased. So there's certainly uh, some luck there. Um, w- with myself, I mean, I, I don't believe there's been massive luck because my strategy has been pretty solid from the start, um, and uh, and that's that we we buy properties in good locations um, that that are cash flow positive and uh, long term buy and holds. If you're interested in reaching out to Sam O'Connor for a coffee, he's the best way to do so. Best to um, look me up on LinkedIn. So Sam O'Connor. Um, luckily, there's not there's not too many people with the exact same name. I think there's four or five. So I'll, I'm the, I'm the best looking one on there. So if you just add if you just add me on there, you know I'm ha- happy to, to to help out, answer some questions, um, you know, and certainly you know able to to answer. Um, you know my my journey of what I, what we've done in New Zealand, also what I've done in Australia, uh, and and you know maybe put you in touch with some some of the people I've worked with in the past as well. That um, you know buyer agents and solicitors and, and accountants. Um, so yeah, that's the best way to contact me. I'd like to say a huge thank you to Sam O'Connor for joining us on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, please visit our website at propertyinvestory.com.